Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Sunday to you. It's Sunday, June 13th. Today I'm here just want to dissect Friday night's victory. The Sixers defeated the Atlanta Hawks 127-111 in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals. With that win, the Sixers take a 2-1 lead in the series, best of seven series, heading into game four, which is going to be Monday here in Atlanta at the State Farm Arena. Now, to me, this might have been, well, not might have. This was the Sixers' best victory of the postseason, right? They look good. I'm talking about good, good. I mean, you you think about it, you look at it, and you say to yourself, Joel Embiid, 27 points. Nine rebounds, eight assists, three blocks, one steal. Ben Simmons, 18 points on 7 for 11 shooting. Tobias Harris, 22 points, eight rebounds, 10 for 16 shooting. Seth Curry, 12 points on 5 for 10 shooting. Now, then you have uh, Furkan Korkmaz coming off the bench. 14 points. You have uh, Dwight Howard with uh, with 12 points off the bench, right? Now, if there was a, a black eye or there was something that, you know, a, down, a, a downside to this win, it was that Danny Green um, suffered a grade two uh, right calf strain. He'll be out two to five weeks with that injury. Um, he suffered at three minutes and 45 seconds into the game. So, right then and there, you know, like, that's bad. It could be worse. And and the reason why I'm saying it could be worse is because, you know, you look at the position that Danny Green plays. It's the guard spot. Um, he is their glue guy. There's no doubt about it. He is their glue guy. But he plays the guard position. And then they have guys like Matisse Thibault who can step in. They have guys like Furkan Korkmaz. They have guys like George Hill could step in. Um, George, and they also have, if they want to go young, they could go Tyrese Maxey. But the thing is, it's one of those things I felt like if it was a, a post player. Like you look at it, the only two centers they have is Embiid and Dwight, right? Um, if it happened to Ben Simmons, a guy who can play, you know, a backup big to the starting point guard, then you really have a problem. You know, right now, you look at Danny, you say that he's the leader, and he is. He is the leader of the team. But I feel like he can lead uh, them from a bench. You know what I mean? Now, he won't be in the huddle as everything goes on, talking about on the court, like or when guys are standing at the foul line and one guy is saying, hey, man, this is what y'all got to do. Let's huddle up. Let's do this. Let's do that. Now, he won't be able to do that, but I think that he can coach people up from the sidelines. So, you know, it's, it's a loss, a tough one, but at the same time, I think that it could be worse. You know, again, he's he's trying to get back in two weeks, which really is going to be optimistic of him. You know, it's a two- to five-week injury. Um, he is going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Um so that's where we are with that one. But, I, again, I feel like the Sixers kind of ex- escaped something um, major.
manager right then and there. But, you know, Joel Embiid, he showed to me a lot of patience. Um, here's a guy who only had three shot attempts in the first half. He had ten points, you know, and then all of a sudden he exploded in the third quarter. You know, he scored 11 of his points in the third. You know, the same with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons wasn't really attacking, and he was struggling a little bit. Not really struggling, but he just wasn't – he was being passive. And Doc Rivers challenged him at halftime. Ben Simmons comes out. He scores 11 points in the third on four for five shooting. So that's where we are. You know, Tobias Harris. And this is the thing I like about Tobias and one thing I like about the Sixers. You know, he knew that his teammates were basically baking. He knew that they were, like, doing well. So what does Tobias do? He doesn't take any shots. He's feeding everybody the ball, basically, you know, setting them up to do well, you know. So this was their best one, their best game. And when you look at it and you see a guy like uh, uh, Trey Young, 28 points, it sounds like, okay, he had 28. But it, that doesn't really tr tell the true story. Like, he struggled in the third quarters again. He was nine. Nine for 17, which doesn't sound bad, right? That sounds good. Three for six. But toughs were shot. shots were tough for him to get off, extremely tough for him to get off. He did have eight assists. He had two steals. He had uh, three turnovers, you know. But a guy like Solomon Hill has to step up for them, really has to step up. Kevin Uter, he has to step up for them. Like Solomon Hill with one point, 0 for 2 shooting. You had three points, one for six shooting, one for six on on five. Gallinari, Gallinari, he had 17 points, but he was 0 for four on threes. And so they need to get better production from their guys, like some of their core guys that's going to help them out if they expect to win um, this game four. You know, but, you know, when you look at it and you see all the things that the Sixers did, you have to say, like, this was a good one. Um, it really was. You have to say that. Now, this podcast is the only podcast that comes to you five days a week. This today, we decided to come with a little special one. But this podcast comes to you five days a week. You can listen to it on Audacity or anywhere else where you uh, download um, and subscribe to podcast at. So subscribe to it today. Um, in addition to being the host of this podcast, I am also the Philadelphia Inquirer's um, 76ers beat writer. So you can read my stuff at inquire.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. You can follow me on Instagram at Pompeii on Sixers. And I would really appreciate that on IG. I'm trying to get my followers up on, on there. And I typically, you know, I post po uh, podcasts there. I also post stories. So, you know, go there and you get the latest on the Sixers. But, you know, my thing is I, I was really impressed with what they did on, on Friday. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes during these podcasts, we talk about the scene. Now, the ATLs, I've been to Hawks games before. And it was kind of sort of like when the Hawks were struggling. 
I've never been to games when when it was well, it was my first time being here for a playoff game or when a team was like really, really thriving. You know, like I guess when they had Al Horford back in the day and all that, you know, that was like right before I got on the Sixers beat. You know, or I take that back. They were there one they were there uh my first year, they were pretty good. But see, here's the thing. The Sixers were horrible back then. So a lot of people didn't come to these games. It was kind of sort of like, uh, they're playing the Sixers, who cares, right? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. What I saw Friday night was basically a party. Seriously. It was a party, and it was kind of like the entertainment at the party was the game. Seriously. It, the place was rocking. The music was on point. People were dancing. It was a good time. And it was funny because, you know, you saw, you heard some Hawks fans talking a little smack to Sixers fans and Sixers fans talking a lot of smack to the Hawks fans. So, but it was all in fun. You know, it wasn't like anybody getting unruly or this and that. But then the crazy part was the Hawks fans start getting mad at their own team, right? Like, what's going on? What are you guys doing? But I'm just here to tell you, like, it was a great time to be had. I really enjoyed it. I'm actually looking forward to going to game four. Now, I, I'm assuming that the way some of these fans left early, that some people are thinking, like, oh, this is just, like, they're going to go down. They're going to lose. What's the point? But, you know, that's why they play the game, right? I want to I want to sit there and I want to see – you know, what they can do, see what they are, what are they going to do, um, see if the, if the Sixers could put them away, you know. But this is going to be a, a very interesting game. But, again, the atmosphere down there was on point. It was uh, a great time uh, to be had. Um, the experience was off the chain. I mean, you had after seven seeing a national anthem. You had a rapper coming in in the third quarter, uh, playing. You had uh, the lady, the host, hostess, I guess you want to call them, the MC, the MC uh, of the game, like, you know, whenever they they had people talking, doing timeouts and, and all that, and, 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 and you know, leading the cheer and all that was one of the young ladies from the Housewives of Atlanta. So it was uh, a pretty good thing. And then it seems like, and I'm seeing people in the streets that I know, I'm, I'm, it, it was a it was a pretty pretty good time, pretty good time. Hey, I want to thank y'all for listening, and have a great day, and be f- sure to check back tomorrow morning with my updated podcast, basically advancing game four. Thanks. <laughs>